if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and good morning to you. Thanks for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on a free for all Friday edition of the Authority. It is the 17th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2021. We got a nice show lined up for you, uh, complete with good guests, important guests, as well as opportunities for you to be heard today. And I'm very much looking forward to both of those things. Uh, I want to give you the phone number right now because our number one is going to be wide open for free for all Friday phone calls. Any topic that we have discussed or maybe we haven't discussed that you think we should be discussing, they're all open to you. Whatever you want to do. 216 If you've got a question for me you've just been dying to have answered, I'll answer it. If you've got information for me you think I need to know, I'll listen to it. Doesn't matter to me. Do you want to talk about the poor Browns and uh, having to go into battle tomorrow without a bunch of double and triple vaccinated players who somehow, some way, tested positive for COVID? Which is something that isn't supposed to happen because double and triple vaccinations are supposed to prevent COVID. Yeah, you want to do that? We can do that too. You want to talk about the NFL's conspiracy against the Browns? You know, they just hate the Browns. Ask Browns fans that online. They're only making the Browns play because they hate the Browns. The NFL has always had it in for Cleveland. I, I say this, of course, mockingly because the paranoia. And the self-esteem issues that people in Northeast Ohio have when it comes to their sports teams, particularly the Browns, is just so off-putting. It's just so, it's just shameful. It is so shameful. If this was another team, they wouldn't make them play tomorrow when they have 18 to 20 guys out with COVID. Because they tested positive for COVID, by the way, which are probably false positive tests anyway, because the COVID tests are trash. Garbage. But they are what they are. The rules are what they are. And if there's anybody else, Browns fans are screaming, they wouldn't make them play tomorrow. Except for the fact that the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, and for me, currently known as the Redskins, the Redskins have uh, 18 players on the COVID list as well. And guess what they're doing? Not postponing their game either. They don't have it in for the Browns. They're not favoring Tom Brady because it makes them more money. As a matter of fact... I would bet you that if the Cleveland Browns make a Super Bowl, and I don't mean this year, I mean any year, 
there will be more money generated for the league in terms of sales of tickets, TV ratings, advertiser dollars, and so on, than they would ever make from Tom Brady winning his 15th Super Bowl. (laughs) People are tired of that. People are bored of that. The Browns haven't won a title since 1964. 1964. They have never made a Super Bowl since the Super Bowl started in 1967. You don't think that the team that dominated in the 50s and 60s, having 50, 60 years of drought, finally crashing through and making a Super Bowl, would make the NFL more money from that story? Oh, my goodness. But no, in, in, in our town, in Northeast Ohio, Browns fans, oh, the league doesn't like us. Whoa, it's the NFL against the Browns. Oh, it's Browns against the world. We've got COVID and nobody else does, and they're making us play. Oh, woe is me. And I'm just tired of the self-pity. I'm tired of the, oh, everybody's against us. No, they're not. Every time there's a bad call, no, there's not. It's not a. They would love to have the Browns in a Super Bowl. I guarantee you, dollars, 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 dollars drives that league. Anyway, that's a quick way to uh, chase a squirrel up a tree early in the, early in the program. But that's what I just did, uh, or t- chase the rabbit down the hole. You can pick your metaphor there. At any rate, uh, anything you want to talk about. Is uh, fair game at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Before we get into any of that, and our guest, by the way, coming up at ten ten, we're going to talk with attorney Tom Renz. Ohio stands up. Tom Renz has another concern about the COVID nineteen profit shots. Herpes. Say what? Say herpes. <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm laughing like it is. It's not. It's not. It's it's buried, but it's in the CDC notes of possible side effects of the COVID-19 profit shots. Herpes. Um, just roll the dice with that one if you want to, I suppose. Uh, Tom Wren's going to join us to talk about all of the current uh, efforts to mandate these shots and to scare and propagandize people into getting these shots and so forth. That'll be at 1010. Then at 1035, Christina Hagan will join us for her regular Friday commentary, which I'm very much looking forward to, and so is she. Talked to her last night. She wants to go off on Bidenflation. Bidenflation is hurting her, just like it's hurting you, and it's hurting me, and it's hurting the average American household to the tune of $3,500 this year. You hear that? In the calendar year, at the current rate of inflation, the average American household is going to spend $3,500 more than they would have prior. Yet Joe Biden says he's not raising taxes on the wealth, or on the middle class. It's only on the wealthy. What do you call middle America spending $3,500 more a year? Can you just do some math real quick? Hold up. Let me pull up the smartphone here. 3500 divided by 12 months in a year. That's another 291. I'll round it to 300 for the sake of, of convenience. That's another $300 a month that you're going to have to find. And unless your paycheck is going up $300 a month, that means you are going to have to cut things out of the budget to the tune of $300 a month in order to be able to afford the same exact things that you have this year. the average American household is going to lose because of inflation, because of Bidenflation. 
Christina finds it. She's she's raising a family of young children. Young children. She knows. She's going to the grocery store. She sees the t- the total at the end of the uh, at the end of the uh, uh, checkout line, and she sees how much higher it is. Same thing in the clothing store, the toy stores, and everywhere else. Bidenflation is killing middle America, and it's going to continue to kill uh, middle America because it's not, as they want you to believe, transitory. It's not transitory. It's not temporary. It's here, and it's because of Biden policies. That's why we call it Bidenflation, or if you want, Brandonflation. All right, before we get into anything, it's uh, 14 minutes after the hour. Let's start our program, as we always do, with our Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand, if you don't mind, and I know you don't, and I know this means a lot to you. Face a flag if you have one. If you do not, that's okay, but say it along with us. Liberal, leftist, Marxist, socialist, communist, America-hating, demon rats, feel free to take your knee. For the rest of us... I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I just want to start this show with... I don't, I, you know, I posted it on online this morning this way, but I can't say these words on the radio. I'll just kind of, kind of give you an idea. The, the cojones on this guy, the culians, the, uh, the onions on this guy, to say these words to the American people as if it is up to him. Listen. You can enjoy the holiday season with your family if you're vaccinated and your family members are vaccinated. Say, say what? Doctor? Doctor Science? Mr. Science? Mr. I am Science? Mr. Do not, list, do not disagree with me? If you disagree with me, you're disagreeing with science because I am science. Can you tell me again what you just said about how and when and who is allowed to enjoy Christmas? Can you give me that again? You can enjoy the holiday season with your family if you're vaccinated and your family members are vaccinated. Did he just tell us that if we don't take a profit shot that has a very, very strong chance, a very good chance of severely injuring us, causing us severe health complications, if not killing us, and yes, look at the VAERS reporting system. I'm not making those words up. If we don't have one of the profit shots, we can't enjoy Christmas with our families. And if our families don't have those profit shots, they can't enjoy the holidays either. You can enjoy the holiday season with your family if you're vaccinated and your family members are vaccinated. <laughs> that's just, that's beyond chutzpah. That's beyond nerve. That's beyond temerity. This guy literally thinks he runs and controls your life. You can go here if I say so under my conditions. You can go there under my say-so. And if you disagree with my say-so, you are denying science. Because I am science. I heard that last night, and I was just mind-blown. The idea that Dr. Anthony Fauci professes to be science and anybody who contradicts his COVID protocols 
are anti-science, science deniers, flat earthers, is beyond frustrating. And the reason why is because he's got people like President Brandon himself listening to him. And when you listen to President Brandon establishing his own protocols and his own orders and directives, literally his mandates for the American people, and he's listening to a guy like Anthony Fauci who simply will not listen to real science because real science accepts and allows challenges to its conclusions. That's what real science does. Real science accepts challenges and, and other results of other studies that may indeed uh, put their, their science to shame. It at least listens rather than suppresses and censors. But since Anthony Fauci won't do that, it makes this science the most dangerous kind of science. And when Joe Biden is listening to it and professing that vaccines prevent the spread of COVID-19, which is something that we have known since the very beginning is not the case, then we've got a problem. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? Wait, wait, what? Brandon? Could, 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 could you say that again? Did you just say... Or suggest that if you're vaccinated, you can't spread the virus to anybody else? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? Huh. Let's let's run that comment by, I don't know, a few dozen of the Cleveland Browns. Find out how, uh, how they feel about that statement. If you're vaccinated, you can't spread the virus to anybody else. That's what President Brandon says. That's what he believes. How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? Then how is it that all of these vaccinated players with double and triple jabs counting their bonuses, oh, I'm sorry, their boosters, you get your bonus jab, your booster jab, how is it that they're all spreading it to one another? How is there an outbreak on the football team? How is there an outbreak throughout the National Football League rocks, rosters and locker rooms? How can that be when they're 99.9% vaccinated? Oh, I know. It must be that one that unvaccinated person that's on each team. And actually, I think there's less than one on each team. But it must be that one unvaccinated person that went ahead and got it and gave it to everybody else. Except, then one would have to ask this question. If everybody else is vaccinated, how did they catch it from the one unvaccinated person? And then proceed to pass it on to others who are also vaccinated. Could it be, is it possible that these people are lying through their pathetic teeth. Fauci, Biden, CDC director, and on down the line? The answer to that question is yes. They're lying through their teeth. New York Times yesterday ran a story. Let me say that again. New York Times, not Fox News, not the New York Post. New York Times, one of the two most liberal rags in the history of journalism. The New York Times and the Washington Post, far and away, even worse than the Chicago Tribune, the San Francisco Chronicle, the Los Angeles Times, and the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Far worse than even those. The New York Times ran a story yesterday admitting, or rather reporting that the CDC admitted that the tests that they have been using, these PCR tests, were A, contaminated, and B, poorly designed. 
An internal review documented two serious flaws in the tests used to determine whether or not somebody has COVID-19, which were distributed to public health laboratories in early 2020. So for the last two years, they have been used. They are contaminated and poorly designed, meaning that the results generated from those contaminated, poorly designed tests cannot be verified. Cannot be trusted. The PCR tests that were designed to detect the virus at very, very low levels, even if that that level is so low that it makes one not infectious, that they themselves are asymptomatic and that they themselves have such a low level of it that they cannot pass it on to others. These tests were designed to pick that up and call it a positive test anyway, the gold standard in diagnosing a coronavirus infection. So now that they acknowledge that the tests are trash, they have to acknowledge that the results are trash. We don't know how many of those positive coronavirus tests, coronavirus tests were false positives because they now admit they have been contaminated and poorly designed. And let's follow that to the next you know, extension. If the tests were contaminated and the results then are unverifiable, then we don't know how many people who died in 2020 in particular died with or of coronavirus because the tests were not reliable. Did you know that last year in in 2020, nobody died of the flu? Every year, tens of thousands of people in this country and around the world die of the flu. Last year, nobody died of the flu. How on earth is that a statistical possibility? The answer is, it isn't. A whole bunch of people died with the flu. But, because somebody jammed a contaminated, poorly designed swab up somebody's nose and put it into a contaminated and poorly designed uh, uh, testing procedure, they said, ah, you have COVID. And when you die of the flu, we're going to record it as a COVID death. So of the 800,000 COVID deaths that they're now talking about and marking with a grim you know, uh, memorial, and I get it, it is it's sad if somebody dies of the flu, they die of the COVID, they die in a car accident, if they die on their bicycle, it's all tragic. But the reality is that $800,000 number can, or 800,000 death number cannot be trusted any more than the tests themselves. We are being played. We are being lied to. And if you are still banging your way into the line for the next booster and into the line for the next Omicron variant shot, God help you. God help you. God help all of us. I got more. I'll be right back. Okay, 928. Uh, coming up after the bottom of the hour news, um, I'm going to play, I don't normally play you know, other programs uh, uh, that air uh, on my program, but this is a podcast, so I think it's, it's okay to do, and especially if I give attribution to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan did an interview that has gone viral in the last five days. This was from his Monday uh, podcast, and it's one of the most popular podcasts in America. It's, he's really become a major player. 
uh, in, a, in a lot of these issues, and especially because Joe Rogan came down with COVID-19 a few months back, treated himself with ivermectin and, and therapeutics, and did not allow himself to be put into a hospital. Uh, and treated with remdesivir, which causes all kinds of problems for so many people. He was treating himself with, uh, didn't treat himself, but he went to a doctor and, uh, and uh, got prescriptions for these things and bounced back in a matter of days and is just now a huge proponent of these things. Well, anyway, Joe Rogan had on uh, Monday's broadcast Dr. Peter McCullough. Dr. Peter McCullough um, is one of the most important doctors and scientists studying and researching COVID-19 and responses to it and treatments for it in America and really, quite frankly, in the world today. And Dr. McCullough made some really, really extreme allegations. Now, he, of course, is being canceled, like anybody else who, you know, dares to challenge the orthodoxy, the, uh, you know, the ongoing uh, scientific narrative about COVID that is pushed by the left uh, and pushed by all of the propagandists. So he's being canceled. He's being uh, the promoter of debunked theory and all of these kind of nonsensical things. But what Dr. McCullough told Joe Rogan, which has gone viral again in the last five days, is that the government, and he says there is very easily citable and sourceable uh, information on this, that the American government suppressed effective therapies in the early going, suppressed effective therapies that could have prevented people from getting COVID-19 or treated them early on and made them not sick and need to be hospitalized. And they intentionally suppressed those therapies in order to push vaccines and government control. Now, that's why he's getting canceled, of course, because that's some strong stuff. But I'm going to let you hear four minutes of a three-hour interview, four minutes of it right after the bottom of the hour news, and I want to get your reaction to that as well. 216 town If you're already on hold for a free-for-all Friday, that's fine. I'll come to you. But I do want to get your, rea- your reactions to this as well. So that's coming up after the news. AM 1420, The Answer. of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 937, thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Don't forget, Attorney Tom Wren's coming up at the top of the hour with Ohio Stands Up. Uh, he's got some more very interesting information that has been uh, uh, revealed by the CDC about the COVID-19 profit shots. Before we go there, though, that's again after the top of the hour. I want to play this. It's four minutes of the conversation that has, has gone viral between podcast host uh, and commentator Joe Rogan and um, Dr. Peter McCullough, who has been one of the loudest voices uh, pushing back against the COVID propaganda and the fear-mongering that is being done by the government of the United States and governments around the world. His new allegation that has gone viral is that everything that we are seeing right now with the number of deaths from COVID-19, again, those that we can verify, and we don't know how many of those there are, with the also breaking news that the CDC admits that the tests they created for COVID-19 were contaminated and poorly designed. It calls into question the reliability of all of the diagnoses and uh, the deaths from people who then were diagnosed through those tests, those flawed tests with COVID-19. But anyway... Dr. McCullough says that the government did this intentionally. 
the government could have treated COVID-19 with therapeutics and other things very early on in the pandemic and very early on in anybody's uh, you know, positive diagnosis, and they chose not to. They chose to let people die, and they chose to let people get very, very sick in order to develop and push the profit shots that they call vaccines. This, again, has literally everybody talking. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not share at least some of this with you, but I want you to listen, and then I want you to react. Dr. Peter McCullough on with Joe Rogan. Four minutes, go. In your opinion... If your protocol had been established and distributed worldwide, if people had recognized that this is a way to deal with early treatment, you think that the overall number of COVID deaths would have been significantly reduced? I testified in the U.S. Senate, November 19, 2020. I told Americans under oath that 50% of the lives at that time could have been saved. We were at about 250,000 deaths based on what I knew. I then testified on March 10th, 2021, in the Texas Senate, sworn testimony. I upped that to 85% of the deaths could have been avoided. We know that because we carried out studies. We did one with Proctor here in in Dallas-Fort Worth, where we demonstrated that even the early primordial protocols before the monoclonal antibodies, when we used drugs in combination, were associated with 85% reductions in hospitalizations and deaths compared to fair comparator groups. In, for death, we used the Tri-County Area and DFW averages age-adjusted. And for hospitalization, we used the Cleveland Clinic calculator, which is a very precise estimate of the risk of hospitalization. Then, simultaneously, Derwand and Zelenko showed that from Monroe, New York data, and then Didier Rial showed it from Marseille, France. So we have three different areas showing early multidrug therapy as an outpatient works substantially, and we've had a giant loss of life, a giant number, millions and millions of unnecessary hospitalizations. Uh, and it seemed to me, and I, and I've told Tucker Carlson and many others, it seems to me early on there was an, an intentional, very comprehensive suppression of early treatment in order to promote fear, suffering, isolation hospitalization and death and it seemed to be completely organized and intentional in order to create acceptance for and then promote mass vaccination so you believe this is a premeditated thing that they were doing so they realized that in order to get people enthusiastic about taking this vaccine the best way to do that was to not have a protocol for treatment It's not just my idea. Now it's completely laid out by the book by Dr. Pam Popper, the book recently published by Peter Bregan, uh, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. I wrote one of the uh, introductions. Dr. Lee Fleet and Dr. Vladimir Lysenko wrote the other introductions. These books are basically nonfiction. They have a thousand citations in the Bregan book showing how it was coordinated and plant. Now Bobby Kennedy has his book out, The Real Anthony Fauci. I'm the most uh, uh, mentioned physician in that book. I can tell you that if you want to find the evidence that Moderna was working on the vaccine before the virus ever emanated out of the lab, if you wanted to find the, the collusions and the operations between the Gates Foundation and Gavi and CEPI and Pfizer and Moderna and the vaccine manufacturers and the Wuhan lab, 
and the National Institutes of Health and Ralph Barrick and University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and how all this was organized. If you want to see the Johns Hopkins planning seminar called the SPARS pandemic in 2017 where they had a symposium, people showed up, they wrote up their symposium findings, they published this. It says it's going to be a coronavirus. It's going to be related to MERS and SARS. It's going to come over here to the United States. It's going to shut down cities and frighten people. There's going to be confusion regarding a drug, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. And we're going to utilize all that in order to railroad the population into mass vaccination. It's laid out in the Johns Hopkins SPARS pandemic training seminar. The only thing they got wrong was the year. They said it was going to be 2025. Instead, it landed a few years early. All right, there it is. That's four so, minutes that I mentioned from a three-hour conversation. I, I think, I don't know, I, I know McCullough is on Monday, and it's a three-hour show, a three-hour podcast, and uh, uh, like I said, it has gone viral. I can't listen that long to it. I uh, don't have the time, but I did see this condensed version that I wanted to share with you. Three different sources, as he pointed out. This is what science looks like. This This matters. This is what science is. You know, Dr. Fauci wants to just push all of his, you know, um, uh, beliefs and opinions on you saying, this is what the science shows, and I am science. Disagree with me, disagree. Science begs to be challenged. Science needs to be repeated. Science needs results to be proven. And if they are not proven a second time, let's find out why it was different this time. They have no interest in science. They have interest in compliance. Again, there it is. That's why I made the T-shirt, which you can still buy the way, and get uh, 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 delivered to you in time for Christmas. Go to alwayswrite.us, alwayswrite.us. Uh, it's not about science. It's about compliance. But for Dr. McCullough, who is canceled by the scientific community, it is about science. That's why he didn't just rely on his own research. Three different, very highly credible sources um, proving his point about therapeutics and treatments that could have stopped the loss of life to the tune of 85% of the people who have died either from or with COVID-19. And the government intentionally ignored it so that they could push mass vaccination, which he also said at the end of that conversation or the end of that clip you just heard, has has been in the playbook, has been in the manual of the places like Johns Hopkins for a very long time. But listen, this is this is what science sounds like. Variant DFW averages age adjusted. And for hospitalization we use the Cleveland Clinic calculator, which is a very precise estimate of the I'm gonna go back because I think I missed the first part of that testimony. I up that to eighty five percent of the deaths could have been avoided. We know that because we carried out studies. We did one with Proctor here in in Dallas-Fort Worth where we demonstrated that even the early primordial protocols before the monoclonal antibodies, when we used drugs in combination, were associated with 85% reductions in hospitalizations and deaths compared to fair comparable groups. For death, we used the Tri-County Area and DFW averages age-adjusted. And for hospitalization, we used the Cleveland Clinic calculator, which is a very precise estimate of the risk of hospitalization. Then, simultaneously, Derwand and Zelenko showed that from our own New York data, and then Didier Rial showed it from Marseille, France. So we have three different... So Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, um, Marseille, France, and New York. Three different research laboratories and, uh, stocked with physicians trying to figure out what works in the, in the treatment of COVID-19. And all three different studies found, independent of one another, and using statistics like those from the Cleveland Clinic as their verified proof of this, Three different organizations found the same thing. 
that these multi-drug treatments, even before the monoclonal antibodies were available, but these multi-drug treatments that we have heard of that have been ridiculed by the left, ridiculed by Big Pharma, the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, the zithromycin, the zinc, all of these things that have been used in those studies reduced hospitalizations and deaths in three separate studies by 85%. It's impossible for the government to not know this. And if the government was interested in saving lives, and I don't care if it was President Trump or if it's President Brandon, knowing this information, they would have gone on television and said, here is what you do. Here is what you do. You take this combination of drugs, which are all available on an outpatient basis, which you can take home and take. But you know what? Treating your COVID-19 diagnosis with over-the-counter, not over-the-counter, but with readily available outpatient prescriptions to take home doesn't make Pfizer a nickel. It doesn't make Moderna a nickel. And it doesn't give the government control over the people. What does make Pfizer nickels, Moderna nickels, and government control over the people? Forced mass vaccination. And they did it knowingly, intentionally, causing the loss of life in order to add this. This is, I mean, this is astounding. Now, the left, of course, is going out of their way to say, oh, Joe Rogan had on this doctor who's known for pushing debunked science and uh, disputed science and so forth. And, of course, the reason why they have to try to debunk this man's science is because of what I just said. Because the drug cartels known as Pfizer and Moderna and their willing assistants and partners in all of this, including the federal government, they know full well that if this guy is accepted as a scientist and a doctor and his results, and not just his, again, but results that were done uh, that were uh, of studies that were conducted in multiple cities in multiple nations, all re- revealing the same thing, if he's actually allowed to be credible, it crushes them, destroys them. So what's the alternative? Destroy him. Destroy him. And that's why you get articles at the, about the same time this virus, or this um uh, this uh, uh, conversation with Joe Rogan went viral. That's when you get stories like this from The Independent. Joe Rogan podcast host doctor known for pushing debunked claims about COVID-19. He has pushed no such claims that were debunked. He has just pushed claims that the CDC said, nuh-uh. And the World Health Organization said, nuh-uh. And that's it. No studies and no science to actually debunk or dispute or challenge the science that was just explained to you by Dr. McCullough. They literally just say, nuh-uh. Here's the independent trying to uh, discredit Dr. McCullough. Quote, according to the World Health Organization, quote, whether or not they have symptoms, infected people can be contagious, and the virus can spread from them to other people, end quote. Okay, where's the study? Where is the proof that somebody who is asymptomatic and has such a low viral load can spread this to other people? Show us the three different city, three different research laboratories, three different uh, teams of medical physicians and researchers that, that prove that. They don't. They can't. 
Dr. McCullough had said that people, and this isn't even new, really, that people who are older and are in a much more vulnerable place to COVID-19, people who are younger, particularly people who are under 50 without comorbidities, do not need to be vaccinated, do not need treatment. And the response, as they try to discredit him and say he's been debunked, is, quote, the CDC recommends that while the virus is more severe among older people, younger people are still at risk and should be vaccinated to protect themselves and others. That's not debunking anything. That's an opinion being pushed by somebody and in this case, it's Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, who was appointed by Joe Biden as a political figurehead to advance the narrative being advanced by the administration and their partners known as the drug cartels, Pfizer and Moderna. I mean, this is this is so easily understandable if you if you take the time to look, read and listen. You're being played. I'm being played. And now millions of Americans' jobs are at stake if we don't our way into line to getting those vaccines once, vaccines twice, vaccine booster, that makes thrice, vaccine four, vaccine five, vaccine six come March because of the Omicron variant. They're announcing these things now. And guess what? When Omicron is gone, Whatever new variant emerges in July or August, just in time for the November midterm elections, you will have to get numbers 7, 8, and 9. And I swear they'll say you'll be feeling fine. This is a complete and utter show. And you are the star. You're the star of this show. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. I'll be right back. All of that information, in addition to the admission by the CDC that the tests are trash. CDC virus tests were contaminated and poorly designed, agency says. An internal review documented two serious flaws in the test kits, which which were distributed to public health laboratories in early 2020. For two years, we have been watching people get tested positive for COVID-19 when they have no earthly idea if they actually were positive for COVID-19. Their symptoms mirrored those of the flu. And they were diagnosed COVID-19, and if somebody died of the flu, it was called a COVID-19 death. That 800,000 death figure, forget about it. Trash it. And if you are feeling sniffly and feeling feverish and feeling a little bit rough, and you think, I'm going to go find out if I have COVID-19, why bother? Number one, you can't trust the test. Number two, even if you can trust the test and you do believe and say, okay, I've got COVID, what is the next step? What do they do next? That's a question people are just now starting to ask. What's the point? Because they're going to send you home with no treatment, none. Or they're going to admit you into the hospital, and they're going to give you remdesivir, which is going to make you sicker. They're not going to send you home and tell you to use these, 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 these uh, monoclonal antibodies, these uh, therapeutics, things that have been working in every study in which they've been tried. They're not going to send you home with those things. What's the point of finding out? Add all of this up, my friends. Add all of this up. 
I mean, it's extraordinary what we're watching happen before our eyes. Paul is in Cleveland. Hey, Paul, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hello, this is Paul Revere, and I'm here to tell you that the British are coming. And this time they're not called Redcoats. They're called Republicans and Democrats, and they are the new patriarch. But what I am here to tell you is it occurred to me that there must have been uh, an influx in the death rate with all this COVID morbidity. So I checked the death rates, especially uh, the one that I checked was on macrotrend.net, and they don't add up. There's no uh, abnormal death uh, higher percentages. Uh, so someone's spreading false statistics and everything else. Well, you're not wrong, Paul. You're not wrong, Paul Revere. Thanks for the call. Um, that is very true. That was one of the big lies of 2020. One of the big lies of 2020 is that hundreds of thousands of people died specifically of COVID that would not have died otherwise. And if that was true, then the death rate in the United States last year would have been through the roof. There would have been an extraordinary spike in the number of deaths and the percentage of, of deaths. Because these are people who died specifically because of this pandemic. But the reality is there wasn't a massive increase in the number of deaths. There wasn't a massive spike in the percentage. And the reason why is these were people who were likely going to die anyway because they had very serious comorbidities. They had conditions that were going to lead to their deaths in the similar numbers to the, that we see every single year. And that will be the that Why do you think they said last year there was no flu? How many times do we have to go through that? How many times do we have to hear that? There was no flu last year. Every year there's tens of thousands of people who die with flu, usually older and younger people. When I say younger, I mean children, very young. Their bodies aren't ready for the flu. Very old people, their bodies are broken down. They can't handle influenza. Okay, that happens every year. Last year there were none. But yet we had a couple hundred thousand dollar, or excuse me, a couple hundred thousand uh, COVID deaths. COVID deaths that were determined by faulty, contaminated tests. These are people who died from the flu, but they were called COVID so that the propaganda could continue to be spread, so that the fear could continue to be spread, and so that mass vaccination and full-on control of the people by controlling their bodily autonomy could take place. <sighs> this, is, uh, this is difficult. Andy in Middleburg Heights, I only have uh, about a half a minute for you, but take it, Andy. Yes, Bob, I want to thank you again. Uh, you may not realize it, but you got a calling man upstairs. And he made a comment one day about your big mouth. It's not the big mouth. It's the mouth of the truth of what's going on. Do you realize how many lives you've probably saved by your speaking out? You, you don't you don't even realize that you and, uh, and Pastor Ernie Sanders, the two of you, have been shouting this stuff out there. And you, how many thousands of lives you saved because people listen to you, like me. Well, I'll tell you what, Andy, Andy, listen, I, I, I appreciate that. I cannot claim that, however. What I will say, though, is, you know, information that is being pushed uh, by people who are risking their professional careers, they're the ones who are saving lives, people like Dr. McCullough. They're the ones that are saving lives by getting the truth out there, knowing that it's going to make them targets of the, the, the radical left and of the technocrats that, that, are, that are running this whole thing. Scientific, the scientific community is literally 
drumming these people out of their ranks and of their membership, claiming that they're quacks, that they're conspiracy theorists, that they're pseudoscientists, that they're, they're, they're frauds, and so forth. They're putting their careers, and doctors, doctors who've treated people for decades are being called lunatics who don't know what they're talking about. They're just debunked. They're pushing, and they're willing to tell the truth anyway. They're the ones who are saving lives, my friend. I'm just trying to get their message out. And I'm so glad Joe Rogan did as well. He's the most popular podcaster in America. And millions of people have heard Dr. McCullough because of him. So let's give the praise and put it where, it's, where it belongs. Thank you for the call, Andy. Right back after this.